Dr. Richard here. Hey, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give a big shout out to GoBundance. If you haven't heard of them, they're an organization that is dedicated to scaling every aspect of your life and being your best self. Uh, very grateful that they had me out to their event recently in Park City, Utah, where I recorded this episode and a number of others just like it live in person. So go to GoBundance.com and check them out if you haven't and enjoy the episode. Take a photo of something you've done with your child recently and write a few sentences about why that meant something important to you. Let them share that moment right there and know how much you value them because none of us, yeah, none of us knows what tomorrow holds. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. We've got a great episode. We're live on location in Park City, Utah at the GoBundance event. We've got an incredible guest to share with you today. His name is Ken Wimberly, and he's the founder and visionary behind Legacy of Love, Inc. He's married to his soulmate, Amber. He has three children, Grace, Knox, and Kai. Ken is a bit of a serial entrepreneur. He's the founder and CVO of KW NetLease Advisors, a commercial real estate brokerage firm headquartered in Fort Worth, Texas, a founding member of Laundry Love, and that's L-U-V, a chain of laundromats with a mission to educate, equip, and inspire those in the communities where they serve. He's also the investor and founding, operating, principal, and franchise owner of Keller Williams Realty in Abilene, Texas. He has over 15 different streams of income. He's been featured on Fox News, ABC News, CBS News, and right this minute. Ken, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here today. Dr. Richard, thank you so much for having me. It is my honor to be your guest. Man, we're, this is going to be a lot of fun. And so real estate, laundromats, legacy, there, there's so many things that we're going to be able to talk about today. But I want to unpeel the onion a bit, a little bit, and find out your kind of superhero origin story. So tell yeah. us about what got you started on the path you're on, and then I want to talk about your why. Yeah, that's the why is a really important question. And I started on the path I'm on today is, and I'm I'm 50. We just kind of talked off air. I'm, I'm I'm 50 right now, and I'm in the second half of my life. And my second half is about giving and giving back. And I've got three kids, as you mentioned, and I had a couple of things happen when, uh, or right before my, my kids were born that kind of started me on the path that's led me to where I am right now. And one of those things was I went to visit my attorney. Um, he's kind of my business attorney for things. And we were pregnant with our first child. He said, Ken, I got to tell you what I do because you need to do something like this. He had two young boys. And this was 2002, I guess we were pregnant with, with Grace in 2002. He said, uh, at the end of each year, they shot a ton of video back then. This is way pre-iPhone days, nothing like that. They all shot a bunch of video. 
And at the end of each year, he had two young boys. He would take a minute of video for each of his boys and splice it together, burn it on a DVD, put a music track over it and give it to each boy as like, this is your life in 2002. And I thought that was such a thoughtful and beautiful thing to give. I was like, man, I don't own a video camera and I don't know how to edit video. I was like, that's probably not my thing, but at least got me thinking there's something that I should do there. So uh, that was one thing. And another thing that happened was around that time, I received a gift that was to this day, one of the most beautiful gifts I've ever received. And it was my stepmother on my birthday gave me this beautiful leather bound bound scrapbook on my birthday. And it was my life. It was from, yeah, I opened it up and the very first picture in there was my little wrinkly face with a hospital bracelet on. So like the day I was born right there. And then it kind of took me through my, my, you know, from being a baby to my early childhood, to the trips that we would take as a family. My dad, my stepmom, we would always, we had an old van and we'd just take trips all over Texas and go camping all the time. And you know, she documented all these trips. And more importantly, she wrote like the you know, little stories about the jokes we would tell and the flat tires we had or the issues that we had right there and just kind of the experiences we had as a family. And that was so meaningful to me to receive that. So you know, really those two things right there just got me thinking, man, I need to do something for my children as, as you know, they're born and when they start growing up. And so what I figured is, look, I can write. That's one thing I can do. I, I, I can write, I can create a journal for them. And I really thought at the time, I was like, you know, do I create, like, there's, you know, I think most of us have heard of the, the physical benefits of pen to paper journaling and, and writing right there. Um, it, but I can frankly type faster than I can write with a, a pen. So I said, you know, I'm gonna do it digitally. And I started when Grace was 10 months old. I made my very first journal entry, Grace is today 19 and a freshman at college. And when she was 10 months old, I wrote my first story to her just about life and what it was like to be a dad and what it was like for, to go through the process. And uh, then when Knox was born, I started writing stories to him and I wanted something that could be livable. So I chose a rhythm of, of at least just once a month. I said, you know, daily sounds way too much to handle. Even weekly, I wasn't quite sure if I could stick to it, but monthly I could, I could stick to once a month. And so that's what I did. I started writing on average once a month, sometimes more, every once in a while I'd miss a month. Um, but I stuck with that. And over time, started sharing that with more and more parents. I was like, first it was just a super private endeavor right there. And my thought was that um, one day, I, in fact, my thought was at high school graduation, I would gift that to them. As, as kind of a, you know, this is from my heart to yours, the stories of your life. And um, so it was just a private endeavor that I went through. And But over time, I started sharing it with a bunch of other dads and some moms, and a bunch of them started doing it on their own. And I kind of realized this is a really important thing for other people to do as well. Just so started sharing that story with more and more people. And, um, you know, that led them. So I did it in a Word document for years, just wrote it in a Word doc. Then figured out you could put pictures in a Word doc, which was awesome. Then I figured out, you put too many pictures in a Word doc, everything crashes, which is not awesome. <laughs> and so then, you know, eventually, you know, apps come out, like note-taking apps, Evernote in OneNote. Yeah. So I, I started, you know, saving some things in there. I started saving some things in my phone. And frankly, I had stories kind of everywhere and in, in, in all kinds of places. And, you know, what led to the creation of Legacy Journal is just that there, was, there wasn't anything out there. It was a solution to my own issue. I had all these things there. And people were like, Ken... I'm journaling to my kids, create something and make it easy for us. And that led us to kind of the creation of Legacy Journal. And that's, that's how I think is my big give back for the 
for my life right here. It's, it's my way to impact people. Between that and laundry love, which is entry, legacy of love, laundry love, uh, my license plates actually say love, love, L-O-V-E-L-U-V. Love, love, I love on it. it. There's a lot of love of my life these love days. Love of your and, life. Yeah. And so anyway, that's kind of how the story got started and, and how we get along. I'd love to talk a little bit more about laundry love because that it's such an interesting concept. So what was the impetus for starting that? Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. That was actually a solution to a real estate problem. Uh, I was buying a shopping center. I've been in the real estate business for 20 years. And I was buying a shopping center in Abilene, Texas with uh, a partner of mine. And it had a fair amount of vacancy in the shopping center. And so we were looking for tenants for that center. And I was at a real estate conference and met a, uh, a laundromat guy there. Showed him our center. And I said, look, email me all the stats on the center and I'll go get back to you. He ran demographic analysis and calls me back up. He says, Ken, you've got like the perfect center for a laundromat. I was like, well, perfect. Come on in. And I uh, would love to have you as a tenant. And uh, what I realized then was he was not actually an operator. He was kind of working for a manufacturer's rep at the time. And uh, they needed an operator. So they were trying to find an operator, but they just didn't have anyone lined up for Abilene, Texas. And, you know, months later, uh, they still didn't have an operator. So I started to ask my partners, what if we looked into this and, and we kind of ran it as an operator? And uh, my partner and I wisely decided that we're both, we know each other enough to know that we're both starters. We love to start things and get things going. And we are not operators uh, ourselves. And so we said, look, if we're going to do this, we need to find an operator. And there was a guy we've been wanting to be in business with, I've been wanting to be in business with for years. And uh, Jason had known him and wanted to be in business with him as well. So we approached him and the three of us from there just said, look, if we're going to do it, let's study the industry. Let's see what's going on with this. Will it make sense? And then uh, we liked what we saw about the industry. We liked how it could help these communities, but we wanted to do something. If we were going to do laundromat, we didn't want to just go open, you know, spend all the time, money, and effort in open one laundromat. We wanted to do something where we could go bigger. And so we wanted to brand it, create a concept. As we were studying the industry, we learned that in the communities where laundromats are typically located, which is typically lower income communities right there, uh, this stat was given to us, and I still, it's hard for me to believe today. And that's it. In those communities, one in 300 homes has books for their children. And it just baffled me. In my home, I probably have 300 books for my children alone. In my home. One in 300 homes has a book in those communities. So we partnered with the Laundry Literacy Foundation to bring books in every month, and we give them out to kids. We're like, hey, take these books home. Take these books home. And yeah, then now we partnered with just local groups that drop books off to us. They're like, hey, we, you know, because they know what we're doing. And uh, so yeah, we, we set off on our, on our mission there to really help the communities, both from a literacy perspective. We've had uh, like health clinics, breast, breast cancer, prostate cancer screening, kind of, you know, the, the trucks that will come in and do that. We're now doing something every single month for the community. So for Thanksgiving, uh, we brought in turkeys and gave them away to families and, and crazy thing was we learned that you know for those families if it weren't for those turkeys in the dinners we were giving away they wouldn't have thanksgiving dinner wow and so anyway it, it for us it means a lot to give back and so laundry love is all about giving back and, and helping the communities hey guys dr richard here for the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. 
I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. When you started this and it began, it, it began to get traction and was then apparent to you that this was something that you could really build. Did you foresee this like as a you know nationwide thing? Like how big do you envision this getting? Yeah, so like the largest operators in the country are around 100 units. And it's, it's a very fragmented business. And so there are a lot, most of the operators own between one and three units right there. It's a handful that own more than 10 or 20 and only one or two that own in that 100 plus range right there. So we wanted to be amongst those largest kind of volume units. We wanted to get to 100 units. And so today uh, we're about to open our second here in the next couple of weeks. Our third starts construction immediately. Our fourth and fifth, we're negotiating on real estate on those. After we have our first five open, we will really have refined our models. We'll be in three different markets right there. We'll know a lot more. And then we'll start a partnership model with people around the country. We've already got about a dozen people lined up that would like to partner with us. They love our mission. They love our brand, what we're doing. And so unlike a franchise, I think what we're looking at doing is a true partnership where we'll do like a 60-40 split with our partners. The partner's taking 60, us taking 40, and we're putting 40% of the equity in the deal. So uh, we're going to kind of partner around the country with really solid operators and kind of bring this brand around the country. I love this. And, and I, you know, I'm a data guy. And so I, I'm curious, what kind of you know, outcomes have you seen? What are some of the stories? What are some of the experiences that you've gotten from the people in these communities where you've really helped? Well, let me tell you one of those beautiful stories. Um, you know, during snowpocalypse last snow year apocalypse. in Texas, yeah, during snowpocalypse in Texas, where it, there was a, uh, uh, an old apartment complex located directly behind our, our location in Abilene and it caught fire and burnt to the ground. Luckily everyone got out. Um, but our, um, you know, our staff member that was showing up early in the morning, got there, sees there's a fire, opens up the store, you know, she's immediately calling police and fire right there, opens up our doors, welcomes in all of those people and their animals, brings them in, says, come inside here, arranges to go get food and water to, to serve them right there and take care of them. It was, and this is nothing scripted, nothing planned. There was, we didn't have like a contingency plan for this. This was just, you know, people that are doing the right thing. It was our staff doing the right thing. And, and so we, we had some of the most heartwarming thank you notes come out of that, just from, you know, welcome me and my dog into your store right there and took care of us and fed us. And, and that's just one of many things. We just had, um, uh, we raised money for breast cancer awareness and uh, for a, a local group supporting um, breast cancer in Abilene, raised money for that. We, through that, we realized that on our staff and our, in, our, our, our um, uh, people that come visit us at the store, like we have all these survivors that are right there. And so we're just able to kind of help and, and connect and contribute with them. And, those kind of things are what warms our heart. And the, the neat thing now is we're doing something every single month. And it wasn't something that me and my partners planned. It's the staff at the store, you know, kind of got with them saying, what would you want to do? And so we've, we've got a little something going every month to help the community. And how empowering for your staff too, because I imagine in the, the average laundromat, 
you know, it's probably like working at the DMV, right? Thankless. Well, I think the important, so here's the really important component of that, and that's our operating partner. So Skylar Williamson is our operating partner. He was a West Point grad, Afghan vet, Army Ranger, just an amazing guy and the leader of leaders. This guy is incredible, and he pours into our staff. So he goes out to uh, the Army bases around Texas, especially out Fort Hood, and he goes and trains entrepreneurship out there. It says people are kind of transitioning into the civilian life. He's helping transition, helping them do things. He's doing the same thing for our staff. He's training them. He's teaching them. He's pouring into them and empowering them. And you're exactly right. When you're looking at a you know, $15 an hour job right there, usually that's, they're not getting a whole lot of love on that. And Skylar's providing that love to our people. I think that's so awesome. And, you know, entrepreneurship has, has oozed through your story here, you know, the, the real estate stuff to all the things you're doing. But the giving back thing, you know, a lot of that doesn't always go hand in hand. You know, and it should, but it doesn't always. Right. So for you, you know, did you pop out of the womb knowing that, yes, I want to help people and this was my thing? Or is that something that you developed over time? Like, what, how did that happen? It for sure has developed. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, like a lot of people, I've spent a lot of my life being very selfish and self-centered on things. And this has been an evolution. Like I said, it's, and, and as I've approached 50 and now past 50, that's been kind of part of my personal journey into that. And, you know, part of it was way back in, I guess, 2012, I kind of discovered my purpose and, and started living my life in alignment or getting better in alignment with a purpose right there. And that led me to serving and taking care of others. And part of my service and taking care of others is to be a great example to my family, which aligns with my purpose right there. So uh, I'm just seeking every day to get a little better as, as a human, better as a dad, better as a husband, you know, better as a friend. I love that. And, and so you know, one of the themes that runs through this show is, in fact, being better than you are the day, the day before yesterday, right? Getting better every day. But there's the bigger piece is making a difference in the lives of others, that there is a genetic predisposition we have that a lot of people don't know about because we're always on our cell phones taking pictures of ourselves and the, the, the food that we're eating. But we're wired to feel good when we help others. We're so, we're so made for that. And, and we've got to get more people knowing that. It's so true. Every time any of us, I'll just speak for myself, every time I do something to help anyone else, I get more reward than anything I'm giving to people right there. It, it just makes me feel whole, makes me feel right, makes me feel connected right there. And so this is a way that we can do that with a couple of businesses here and you know, hopefully help millions of people through what we're doing. And I know you're, you're very family centric. And so a lot of people listening to this might say, you know, I don't have time for this. And I'm still in a W-2 job. My kids have their own lives and they're on their Instagram and they're Snapchatting and video games and whatever else. So what advice would you give to parents who are listening to this, nodding their head in the car, on the treadmill, whatever, saying, yeah, like, th this sounds right. How do we implement it? It's funny. I was just on the ski slopes yesterday with someone who's like, man, that idea is so great. He goes, I just don't know if I'd do it. <laughs> and, I, you know, my, here's, here's what I shared with him. I'll share the same thing with your audience. Uh, my mother passed away this year and, or last year and going through all of her things and selling her estate. The thing that I was left with that was the most important of everything that was left more than any assets 
was three letters. And the letters were actually written to my mother from her brother, my uncle, about her parents, my grandparents. And it was so enlightening, so wonderful just to read about the early stories of my grandfather's journey into business and, as importantly, my grandmother's role in supporting him and being that kind of wind in his sails that got things up and running right there. I didn't know these stories. That right there was the gold right there. And I shared with this guy on the left yesterday, it's like, just think of this. If you wrote 10 stories, just 10, like I've got hundreds of stories for my children. If you wrote just 10 little stories about your life, about your love for your children, about your love for your family, about your hopes for them, uh, and something happened to you. I promise you those 10 stories would be hands down the most valuable thing you could ever leave your children when you're gone. And like this app, this process is not meant to be a death app because as you do it, you will get more out of it than I think your children want. Like I have gotten more out of my own writing the stories of my life, the stories of my children's life, uh, than I think they will. But uh, I, I do know that when I'm gone, it will be really, really treasured. I love the distinction. I, I, I snickered a little when you said death app because, you know, the, some people could view this as like this morbid thing, but it's not. It's, it's what, what do you want to share? Like, what are these stories? What are these lessons? You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, we're told it's irresponsible to not have a will. Yes. We're told you know, that you've got to have an advanced directive. So if you get sick, you know, they know how to pull the plug. Yes. But there's really, we're not really taught to pass down. You know, and I think about, you know, the Native American tribes of the past that had this oral tradition. And yes. Everything was passed down. That's not the way we are right now. And we haven't been that way. But it's the way we were. Yes, it was. I think it's deep in our genetics that that's what's meant to be. Story is the way that our histories were passed down, the yeah. power of story. And that, you're right, today we are so overwhelmed with data. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything that comes out of the, what's the TikTok? Yeah. My kids are like <laughs> nonstop on TikTok. Yes. And, you know, we're overwhelmed with social media, with data, with emails, with everything that comes at us. And, and to your point, you said earlier, someone can just feel overwhelmed. I don't have the time to do this. Or they can feel like, oh, I've got it on social media. It's all right there. But go try to find a social media post that you've made. It's, I've tried to do that before. It can take you an hour, an hour or more to go find this post right there. And so this is a way, you know, you're not capturing everything. If you capture everything, it becomes a little less meaningful right there. But it's a way once a week, once a month, just to write down something from your heart about what's happening or a lesson that you want to pass on. I'll share with you, I was, so Grace just went to college, graduated high school last uh, June, and I gave her as her gift from college, 18 years worth of the stories for life. It was absolutely magical, absolutely beautiful. And to watch her kind of read some of those entries and to remember these little stories, like, oh my God, I forgot all about that. It's like, wow, I can't believe I, I, I forgot about that person that was in there. See her relive some of those was an amazing thing to go through. And like I said, I know she loves it now. When I'm gone, it will become absolutely treasured. Uh, I won't be there anymore. So other than the, the nostalgic factor, what were some of the impactful things that Gray shared with you about how, you know, how much this meant to her and what she's going to do with that information? Well, the last thing I wrote to her uh, was, I titled it Advice from Your Dad. 
And uh, I'd actually crowdsourced this information. So I, like, how much advice does one person have? I went and crowdsourced, you know, from folks at GoBundance, from folks at Front Row Dads, from the organization I'm part of, and these are my friends. Like, hey, if if your son or daughter was about to graduate, leave the nest, go out on their own, what would be that best bit of advice that you'd leave? I got some of the most amazing tidbits of advice. So I compiled all of that, put it together for advice from your dad, right? Do you there. mind sharing a few? Because that's really awesome. <sighs> okay. Uh, being true to yourself. Okay. Not, not um, falling prey to social media and watching everyone's highlight reels right there and, and what's going on right there. Um, being kind to others, following your path. And it's okay not to know exactly what you're supposed to do, right? It takes a while to find that. If it takes you a long while to find that, just be on the search, be on the path. There were just many, many more. I actually created a, a video um, that kind of highlights what we what we had uh, culminated from all of those fathers right there. It ended up being advice from fathers from around the world. It came from international. I had a, uh, a filmmaker that I'd shared this with because I wanted to create something and he had a a daughter on the way that was being born as we were kind of coming through this process. He reached out to his group. He's from Israel. So we have this advice from people around the world. So we created this really beautiful video titled The Letter, uh, which is on our, you know, Legacy Journal app Facebook page. And uh, the letter is just, it's, it's, it's not all the stories, but it's probably 35 of the little bits of advice that I'd received from these dads from around the world. So it's really, really well done. So I encourage people to take a look and check that out. That's really amazing. And, and again, it's it's a snapshot, right, of, of who you are. Not, you know, when I'm dead, think about this, but, you know, this is going to outlive you. Yeah. And they'll be able to take that advice. I, I'm curious, was this something that was 100% solitary by you? Was your wife doing this with you? How, how did that work from a, a spouse standpoint? Yeah, as far as the kind of journal entries? and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. So Amber... Um, uh, so I'm remarried. And so for you know, from Grayson Knox's mom, this was just my really personal thing that I was doing when I was doing it in a Word doc and Evernote. And it was just my personal thing. Um, as I kind of, we created Legacy Journal in that. Um, Amber is now, has been journaling. We have our six-year-old together. And so she's been writing stories for Kai over the years as well. So now he's, you know, we've got both. We've got both parents sharing and we encourage people to do that in the app. You can invite other collaborators into there. So certainly spouses or favorite aunt or uncle or grandparents can all be in there and sharing their own bits of wisdom advice or just stories about life right there that's fantastic uh, this has been such a fun chat you know i want to ask you a question that i ask everybody who comes on that show ken and that is what is your biggest helping that one most important piece of information you'd like to share with somebody listening to this right now you know, kind of along the theme with what i'm all about and doing here is it's right that first story. Just sit down and write the first story. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a, a paragraph, a few sentences right there. Take a photo of something you've done with your child recently and write a few sentences about why that meant something important to you. Keep that. Give it to your child. You don't have to wait until sometime in the future. Print it out. Give it to them right there. You know, let them share that moment right there and know how much you value them because none of us, yeah, none of us knows what tomorrow holds. That's right. Wonderful. Can tell us where people can find more about everything you're doing online. Yeah, well, so our, you learn more about our app at legacyjournal.app.app. Uh, we're on the Google Play Store and the Apple uh, uh, App Store right there. You can find us both places right there. 
Uh, Laundry Love is LaundryLUV.com. Please come check it out there. And uh, look, if someone wants to connect with me personally, shoot me an email, ken at legacyoflove.app. Perfect. And for those of you behind the wheel, we got you covered. Everything Ken Wimberly is going to be hanging out in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Well, Ken, I've greatly enjoyed this conversation. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Dr. Richard, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. I want to thank each and every one of you as well who took time out of your day to listen to our chat. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. Mm-hmm.